Hey guys, welcome back to Funny Blunt Truth. Uh, we have the awesome Devin Larratt back on the podcast. Um, Want to say hi to the listeners, Devin? Hey guys, how you doing? Devin Larratt, world champion arm the wrestler. The man, the man. <clears throat> yeah, for you guys listening, um, that video was up uh, between you and Matt Mask. Um, it was for the WAL finals, right, Devin, this year? Yep, that's right. Uh, 225. Two Canadians in the finals uh, once again, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. That's uh, you and Matt have uh, quite a little bit of a rivalry there, don't you? Hey, you know, I, I love Matt, and he's consistently been getting second place. And the thing I love about Matt is he really, really wants to beat me like so badly. <laughs> yeah, that kind of, that kind of, I, I kind of really enjoy that yeah um competition that that breeds greatness you know so that's uh i'm sure it brings the best out of you yeah and and matt's really gifted you know he's uh he's he's actually i think he's even a little bit taller than myself mm -hmm. he's got a tremendous hand and mm -hmm. his arm wrestling principles are are really really solid like he mm -hmm. trains smart and uh it is mm -hmm. an honor to get to you know pull against him in the finals mm -hmm. and uh off the table i really love the guy but mm -hmm. on the table every chance i get to mm -hmm. poke him yep i i will take it oh i see it i see it you know um that must uh give you an advantage like on the table like the little mental game you know um well yeah mm -hmm. matt that just can't figure me out i don't know matt what is the matter with you man i'm getting <laughs> so many opportunities and Seriously, I can't yeah. give you much more. And you know what? I think that I'm done pulling Matt. I'm mm -hmm. sick of it. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of beating him. Yeah, um, yep. uh, I've decided I'm gonna I'm gonna start eating a lot of baked potatoes, and yep. and I'm gonna start going after the big juggernauts from mm -hmm. all around the planet. Yeah, I definitely was in a, a touch on that on an episode. Um, so you're pretty much done with uh, 225, huh? Well, here's the thing, I. I would pull a weight class if I thought that there was enough glory in it. Mm -hmm. And the WAL has been just amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we were on ESPN. We got world broadcast. The level was high enough. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I could pull 225 indefinitely. Yep. Um, you know, it's where I naturally sit. <laughs> but if that's gone mm -hmm. and we're in a new chapter of arm wrestling – and that looks like, you know, kind of like it did more old school calling guys out, mm -hmm. big bets, self-promotion. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about weight in that world. Mm -hmm. In that mm -hmm. world, it's can you beat this guy? Can yeah. you? Uh, so I think that's where we're at right now. And that mm -hmm. means that I have to eat baked potatoes. Mm -hmm. um, so for the listeners, uh, for, for those of you that don't know, uh, Devin won the both left and right hand. At that recent event, like I said, it's on YouTube. He beat Matt Mask. Um, so Devin, but WAL they have a 225 division, which is heavyweight, right? And then they have like super heavies. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So and this this is a common division in mm -hmm. like in most leagues. There's a split somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. yeah, whether it's 231, 242, mm -hmm. 220, 225. Mm -hmm. So. With you, with the move to 225, um, why did you even go to that division? Did you feel like the guys were like, too, it was too much of a gap? Like they were too big? Because I seen you like just crush monsters. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. So I've always weighed around 200. I mean, by when, when I was, okay, so when I was 20 years old, I was already weighing in at 220 okay mm -hmm. so um when i first was kind of competitively arm wrestling i was in my weight category kind of started to dominate my weight category and so i started to go after bigger guys and i could always pull in the weight class but the thing is is you're always kind of pushing yourself to see where you kind of top out at and mm -hmm. that kind of brought me to pulling super heavyweights i was still the most I ever weighed in competition was 247. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, you normally saw me about 240, 245. Yeah. What happened was I ended up developing a chronic injury. 
in my right arm. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, I found that it was a nice <coughs> shallow pond that I could kind of uh, uh, recover in, uh, in in the weight class of 225. You know, it's it's a safer place. The truth yeah. is, is you know, you enter a tournament where you know guys are six ten, four hundred pounds, five hundred pounds. You know, like it hurts, man. Yeah, it hurts. yeah. So. Yeah. You know, for, for the cost and for, you know, the consideration of my career and the longevity that I want to have in the sport, I, mm -hmm. I chose to kind of live in that weight class for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, another reason for you moving up, um, is it just like simply the challenge? Because like, if I'm not mistaken, you just you just pretty much dominate 225, you know, so it must it must get boring for you. But, you know, there are guys at 225 who can give me a good challenge. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing is, is to get that to happen requires some serious promotion and orchestration. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's some European guys at 225 that I would love to pull. Mm -hmm. uh, Russian guy, Vitaly Lalatin, this tall, skinny mm -hmm. guy. The exact opposite, this short Bulgarian kid, Sasha Andreev, uh, Italian guy, Ermis Gasparini. These are three names. And there's more. There's, there's a lot of elite guys. And in North America, you know, there's Matt and I, there's Ron Bath, John Brzezink. Barbosa, right? Right, exactly. But the problem <clears throat> is, is to get us together mm -hmm. is it's not easy to do. Yeah. And, but I can have great matches. Like I can have really challenging matches with great big monsters basically anytime I want Mm-hmm. So it is a lot for the challenge, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Um, back to uh, WAL, Devin. Um, are you able to talk about, like, what happened with the whole cancellation? Because I saw, you know, uh, for the listeners, like, you had posted a video where it was, like, really commendable, too, and cool. You were going to still uh, make the best out of the situation and just, like, pass the hammer, like, if you lost. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you touch on that at all? Well, uh, I can give you, from my perspective, I don't have a lot of details. Mm -hmm. That hammer deal is still on the table, by yeah. the way. Mm -hmm. You know, when, uh, when I get beat by a heavyweight, they're, they're taking that hammer. If we can arrange a match, I will, I will pass that heavyweight hammer around. I think mm -hmm. it's a cool idea. And who knows, maybe, maybe I'll just say forget it and give it to the next guy who beats me, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that there's still potentially – a small amount of dust to settle from the WAL, but mm -hmm. I think for all intents, uh, I think it's, I think we're done. I think, oh, we're I know. Damn I, it. I hate that those words even come out of my mouth. That um, sucks. I know it sucks. <coughs> it, the, the weird thing is, is to me, like, I really just don't get it. I so that's why I don't want to speak for anybody because I do not have the answers. I'll mm -hmm. tell you a few things. Mm -hmm. that, that I, I feel pretty confident that I can say. Uh, there's a lot of resentment for, you know, what happened with the WAL mm -hmm. and Steve Kaplan and the, the WAL team. But I'll tell you, in all my years of working with Steve, mm -hmm. uh, I've got nothing but love for the guy and for the mm -hmm. WAL, what they brought to the sport. Mm -hmm. It was a fantastic era in arm wrestling. And yeah. I, I've said it before, but for all the arm wrestlers, for whatever reason that decided not to attend the WAL events, mm -hmm. I just encourage you that next time, next time there's a big league, a mm -hmm. big promoter that steps in like this, do everything you can <clears throat> to get, to get on that boat because mm -hmm. you don't know when it's going to happen again. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I think was working like a maniac to try and make amazing things happen in the sport. Mm -hmm. And I think that the deck of the house of cards just kind of fell apart about four weeks or five weeks before the finals. Mm. It's, it's high level business stuff that yep. I don't really fully understand. <coughs> but, I mean, fr from the place where I am on the ground, mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like we were so close mm -hmm. to really making his vision, Steve's vision, uh, about the league really come to life. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
the positive thing is that all the work that the WAL did, um, there's a lot of inertia there in yeah. the arm wrestling. So I think so long as guys just keep on loving what they do, I think that we're going to have even even greater opportunities. And I still have a small degree of hope that Steve has more life in him to see this league come to, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That that bums me out because um, I somehow stumbled across like arm wrestling. I became a fan and uh, it's so similar to like mixed martial arts. That's like my other favorite sport um, where, you know, MMA at one point was like so like underground and like nobody knew what the heck I was talking about. And I would be so excited about like matches and certain things. And I feel like, um, arm wrestling is like right on the fringe, like the line of just being super mainstream. And it's like that same thing, right? Oh man. And then you guys are on ESPN, like all this exposure and WAL such a, you know, awesome production. And then to see it go under that sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, I, I I certainly don't think that this is the end in any way, and I think that there's a lot of people right now um, who are are scrambling to put together a lot of really exciting stuff, and in a lot of ways, this can be viewed as a really positive thing. I mean, I look at it like, you know, you had this giant head of the WAL, mm-hmm. you know. And everybody was starting to get in line. Everybody really was. Um, every every year that progressed, it was gathering steam. And I feel like we've we've maybe cut that head off, but it's like the Hydra. And I feel like there's all these people right now just organizing stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope so because um, you know you guys are like just tremendous athletes, man. Um, I really admire the sport. Like it's not just, and again, like it's like a lot of parallels to like mixed martial arts. Like people used to view it as like human cockfighting, but yeah. people don't understand there's so much to it. And the same thing with arm wrestling. Um, so much technique to it. It's not just like a super strong guy versus another brute. I mean, um, you're you're like a prime example because you're a big guy, but like you best like monsters, and it's like technique, you know. Yeah, you know, it is. It's a miniature fight of the hands. And that that's what makes it really, really – that's why people really love to do it because mm-hmm. a lot of our guys have that same – you know, they're searching that same thing that you get from fighting. I used yeah. to fight a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell I can you, see that. <laughs> I mean I've done a lot of different types of fighting, but I used to do a lot of martial arts. and mm-hmm. And there was a point in my career – where I kind of realized that I could go pro. I think that I could have gone pro, like become a, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I like to think I could have become a UFC guy. I know? believe it. I believe it. You're an athlete. I mean, you're well, super athlete. But one of the things that kind of made me, you know, really question, do I want to go down this road mm-hmm. is – all the head trauma that is, is kind of inevitable in the fight game. If you go to a higher level, yep. you know, I've, I've seen a lot of my friends who are fighters, you know, have just terrible concussions. Mm. Gary Goodrich. I, yes, exactly. Oh, you know, like he's sad, a great, great dude, great fighter, but I just don't know if, if that price is something that I, I really want to pay for, for prize fighting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but arm wrestling is different. You, it's, it is fighting. You get the, uh, very similar sensations, but, you know, my spine's fine. I'm always going to be able to walk, and I'm not getting my bell rung. So right, right. I, I can do this sport until I'm dead, until I'm 80 years old, 90 years old. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can do this game. It's yep. so accessible, you know, like mm-hmm. anybody can arm wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the whole head trauma thing too, like you, Devin, um, I got some experience too, like in like martial arts and stuff. And I, I'm very competitive and, um, you know, I'm thinking along the same lines as you, like, I don't want to get hit in the head, <laughs> you know? So like, huh. you know, I was thinking maybe doing like jujitsu, like strictly jujitsu, yeah. cause you don't get dinged in the head and you get that right. competitive, you know, thing out of you. 
Um, Love it. That's why I like uh, to lift weights because it's a fight against the weights, you know? Right. <laughs> it always kind of progresses. Like if you enter the fight game, mm-hmm. it's like you want to climb to those higher and higher parts of the fight game. And, and, and in my mind, if, if you become a fighter, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you want to go to the UFC, right? Yep. That's the show. <laughs> right? Like, that's the way I look at it. So, and if you, like, as much as you, I can love jujitsu, uh, and, you know, the grappling and the chokes and the arm bars and mm-hmm. staying away from the head trauma, I mean, if I really want success, eventually I'm going to the UFC. Yeah. You know yeah. what's funny, Devin? Like, it will be so interesting to have you transition to, like, jujitsu because of, like, your ridiculous, like, strength you know what i mean like your static like arm strength like how would people arm bar you <laughs> you know like i just don't well, see it happening like you know that's the crazy <laughs> thing right like i mean we can laugh and say it's it's funny but i mean knowing what i know as a specialized athlete mm-hmm. like you can say oh i know this guy actually a guy i'm, I'm gonna be arm wrestling here i'm gonna be arm wrestling this massive massive beastly arm wrestler um mm-hmm. Uh, he's like 350 pounds. Uh, he can curl probably some ridiculous amount of weight. And mm. to the outside, somebody can say, oh, you know, how are you ever going to pin this guy's arm when he can mm. curl, you know, your body weight, you know? Mm-hmm. But like anything, you know, there's, uh, it's really specialized. And I mean, I used to fight for years. I mean, you, you probably don't know that, but I did judo as a kid, you nice. know, all through my formative years. I I fought. Uh, I was a fight instructor with the Canadian Armed Forces for a long time. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of fight camps. I never went pro, but I did a lot of fighting. And uh, and awesome. I got armbarred. I got armbarred. Mm-hmm. I got armbarred by little dudes who it's really – It's freaking re- amazing. It's right? crazy. Yeah. I, like I remember – you know, uh, my experience too, like, um, you know, I grew up, I fought before, like in the street, you know, like we have fights, you know, growing up and everything. Yeah. And, and you think you're like tough, you know, yeah. but, but I remember like my, one of my first experiences in the gym, it was the same thing. I was just getting like tapped out, like with a triangle choke out of nowhere. I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And, uh, it was like this unassuming kid. And it was just like, it was amazing. But he's been loving it, right? He's been loving that game. Yep, yep. (laughs) But speaking of uh, monsters, um, so this is a dream match in in the arm wrestling world. Everybody wants to see it. It's happening. Okay, awesome. You, you know, you you know where I'm getting at with this. Of course I do. It's all I think about as I'm, you know, eating, you know, half pounds of butter in the morning. Like, (laughs) nice. Do you want more bread? Yes, I do. Yes, please. Um, so so I got a few questions with that. So for the listeners who don't know what I'm talking about, there's this – I believe he's from Ukraine. He's Ukrainian, uh, Denis Cyplenkov. Yeah, I, I, I consider him a Russian, but okay. yeah. yeah. He, yep. I mean I think he was born in Ukraine, but mm-hmm. he was a Russian shirt. Okay. Uh, he This super jacked monster Russian arm wrestler. Uh, you guys Google him, Denis Cyplenkov, the guy – he looks like, you know, I mean, it's with all due respect, a freak. <laughs> Just super he, jack. Real life, incredible Hulk. The Hulk, real. for real. Exactly. His hands are like ridiculous. Um, But I'm not kissing up. I believe in you, Devin. Like, like I seen you take out big dudes. Um, I definitely see you taking that match. And it's like, it's a dream match. Um, And, but, but, okay. So I have a few questions. What would be your ideal weight to take him on? Uh, well, geez, how about 400 pounds? Can you get me 400 <laughs> by November 20th? You know, oh man, that's a lot I, of, us. Uh, uh, yeah. Swiss mitts, Swiss mitts cakes. And I think, uh, I'm, I'm just going to just keep eating. I used to do this like before I was for the last four years, I've been eating well, you know, I've been eating what I should eat, you know, I've been healthy, but that's not what you do when you're trying to be as strong as you can be. You just yeah. eat everything. Like people talk about diets and all oh, my listen, if if you're not interested in how you look and you're only interested in top and strength, if something's in front of you, you eat it. Yeah. Like none everything. of that chicken and asparagus, right? <laughs> no, no, listen, if there's a chocolate in front of you, you eat it. If there's a cake in front of you, you eat it. If there's chicken in front of you, you eat it. You yeah. just eat you just eat as much as you can until people get angry at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is, do you think there's a point for you where to be um, 
the weight gain will, will take away from your arm wrestling? I mean, like, what if you went up to like 280? Is that like no. absurd for you? It, 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 that is absurd for me. Uh, the heavy, okay, so the heaviest I've competed is 247. The heaviest I've ever been in my life was 253. And that was on a tour where I was being fed like a king and training like a machine. And I was training my whole body. So I had legs and, you know, back and chest and everything. Uh, so 253 was the biggest you've seen. Could I get bigger? Uh, at this point in my life, being 42, mm -hmm. I'd probably be just kind of more fat. Okay. But, but I don't think – look, at, in arm wrestling, what you really want is strength and power, mm -hmm. um, you know, along with your technique. But physically, if you can add strength and power, that's always what you want to do above, above everything else. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean – I don't think it's like, oh, Devin, you got too big for that match. I don't think that I'm ever going to think or hear those words. Uh, I'll, I'll be as big as I can be. If, but if, if, I could, if I could approach 250, I think that that'd be fantastic. I don't know if it's possible. I haven't tried to get big in like – I haven't tried to get big in, since like 2012. So. Yeah. We'll you look you look pretty big. Uh, I think it was Arm Wars. Uh, it was this one yeah. big older guy, Lucas. I think. Oh, yeah. yeah right. you, were, you look pretty yeah. big there, if I'm not mistaken. And yep. I saw another match with, with uh, Travis Badgent. Uh, same um, day. That's yeah. the same day. Yeah, okay. that, was, that was December 2010. All so. right. That makes sense. You must have been like 240, right? Like, I mean. Yeah, I was probably almost. I was probably like 245. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, you definitely look bigger. Yep. Um, so, okay, <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into his weaknesses, but but what can you say about, like, his strengths? What do you see in him besides being yeah. freakishly strong? Exactly. I mean, you just have to look at the guy, and it's, it's very clear what you're dealing with. I mean, he's probably the most mesomorphic human that I have ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's six, I think he's six, two or six, three, and he looks like a midget. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's super thick. Like something's super, going on there. Super thick. Uh, <laughs> bones. So, um, oh man. So, I mean, he's got, I'm sure he's got some really good top end. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. But a lot of times when you want to find somebody's weakness, uh, you really don't have to go much further than looking at their strength. Yeah. Right. And because a lot of times those things are really exchangeable, like mm -hmm. some strength that can also lead to, you know, it can give you some good info. He's strong. Mm -hmm. he, he, he's way too strong. He's way too strong. I'm sure that uh, things come too easy for him and he hasn't had to suffer much on mm -hmm. the table. I'm sure he hasn't had to learn as much as the guys who started doing it when they were kids or the guys who started doing it you know, and, and who are weaker. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping that his technique is not quite as refined. I'm hoping that he has a lot of faith in his strength mm -hmm. and lets me kind of play an efficiency game with him, you know, but I mean, these, these aren't, these aren't surprises. Anybody who knows arm wrestling knows that I'm going to try and extend this match. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, into deep water. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that it, if his top end is good enough where he can kind of finish me quickly, mm -hmm. that'll be his victory. And if, and if I can just stop those surges, it's going to be like he's the biggest bull at the Calgary Stampede. Mm -hmm. And I just got to stay on for seven seconds, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and if I stay on for seven seconds, I win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's going to be – an amazing freaking match. Um, how how close have you guys come before of making this happen? Has it like fell through last minute? I feel like, you know, there's been some – this match is now set to happen because mm -hmm. everything's now in place. See, so in 2008, I became world champion of the open weight division. Mm -hmm. And he was at that point, 2008, 9, 10, he was rising. He was rising to his kind of current stature. Okay. Mm -hmm. But at that point, we were having a hard time setting up the match because 
at that point, I was doing all my defenses in one-on-one. And I think that they really wanted me to go and do a tournament against them. Yep. But I didn't really have a lot of interest in that. And he didn't have a lot of interest at that time in facing me one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to say that that's probably the main reason it didn't happen. Then there came a period where I became injured. Okay, mm-hmm. around 2013, and I just wasn't game for the right-hand match. I just I knew like it just wouldn't have it. I just couldn't beat him. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't have been a match. Uh, so we were trying to do it left-handed. But I think that for whatever reason, we weren't able to make a left-hand match happen. I I know that I did some offers that uh, I don't I don't. There, there was a translation issue. I don't really know why the match didn't. The match did not happen. We had a fifty thousand dollar offer for a match. We had mm. a ten thousand dollar offer for a match. Mm-hmm. But That's good money. <laughs> there, yeah. I mean, there, it's, it's definitely good enough financial incentive. But now, okay, WALs, you know, kind of. Sinking mm-hmm. has now massively opened up the potential for this match. I don't have that locked-in big event that's going to pay me enough to keep me away from this kind of excitement now. Yep, yep. You know, I so I've said that I want the match. Dennis has said that he wants the match as well. Mm. So that right there, that's <laughs> biggest hurdle so dennis saying that he wants to pull me now the door is open uh already talked to uh the professional arm wrestling league i know that there is a potential for this match to happen the 20th of november in poland it's still the the final details have got to get drilled down but i believe at this point i believe if it does not happen at that date it will happen it's going to happen really soon mm-hmm. like, because I am, I'm, I'm all in on, I'm all in on this match. I would love to do it. So that's all it takes right there. The arm wrestling Super Bowl, right there. <laughs> you know, like I think it'll, it'll even bring in uh, casuals, you know, people who are not even like into the sport like that. Um, it's an exciting match. Oh man. It'll be like, <laughs> you know, for East people who don't know you, huh? East versus West, right? Yeah, East versus West. It's like a—I mean, and you're not small by any means, but it's like a David and Goliath kind of kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah. Technique versus power. So, I mean, I'm really excited for that. That's awesome. I think we're good representations of our individual cultures, you know? Yeah, within the sport, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think it'll be really, really. And I'll tell you. I don't know. I was gonna try and keep this a secret, but I'm 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 really gonna win. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna win. <laughs> I hey, I believe you, hundred percent. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, it's funny because you see like, you know, comments. I mean, because he has his fans, and you have yours, and you have you know your supporters, and 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 they like kind of bicker, and you see it like on YouTube and stuff like that. And uh, it's just funny, man. It's really funny. Um, a lot of people just kind of go by vi- visual, like size, like, oh, he's so jacked. I mean, but uh, I have all confidence in you, you know. Um, you're just, the, you're the man. You're the man, Devin. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I it can't is. Wait. I'm, I'm dreaming about it. All right, Devin. So I want to get into like another topic. Um, and okay, so the strap. So for, for you guys listening that you don't know what this is, in arm wrestling, there's a tool used when guys like slip grip. It's a strap. It goes over the hands. And um, I've seen videos where you you have like a new design or you're working on something. Can, mm. can you talk about the issues with the current strap design? Well, the strap has gone through a few phases. Um, the The strap is designed to keep our hands together when we arm wrestle. Mm-hmm. If, if both guys are doing a technique where they're kind of targeting the other person's fingers and where they're trying to make the other guy hold on, okay. the slip, you know, the slip is inevitable. Your hands are going to come apart. Yep. So what the strap is there for is to keep you together no matter what. You mm-hmm. can't escape. So that's the first thing it has to do. It has to fully fully bind you so that you cannot cannot 
break your grip. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it benefits the power guy too, right? Am I mistaken? I hear people say that benefits the power guy. I mean, it, it, I don't want I don't want to generalize quite mm-hmm. like that because arm wrestling, you know, favors the power guy. Okay. You know? Like if you're stronger, that's an advantage in the strap or outside of the strap. You will okay. find guys who prefer the strap. Yep. You'll find guys who prefer to be out of the strap. Mm-hmm. But, so, so you can still use hand techniques in a strap, then, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course, you, there's tons of stuff going on in that strap. It's not some simple tractor pull. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You, it's it it does change the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be a good strap puller, you have to get in that strap and pull. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other thing about the strap is it has to be fair. Okay. Okay. And now this is something that the arm wrestling world has kind of struggled with over. Uh, over the last decade or so, because, you know, the last decade, I, I would say that the technical um, depth of knowledge in the sport has become very wide, okay? Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, there was a bunch of experts, and now it's like everybody knows <laughs> so much. Uh, I mean, it's the same kind of thing that happened in martial arts, you know? Yep. Um, and... So we are all very well aware of who has the advantages where. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to come up with a really fair system to uh, to make the strap even for both competitors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it, not to cut you off there, but it's something it's something to do with the buckle, right? Like I, yes, that's right. What side it's on? Yeah, it's not so much that the buckle itself is an issue, but the buckle. Uh, is where the strap gets tightened. Okay. And it's and it's in this tightening process that uh a wily and uh you know intelligent arm wrestler can take advantage of the situation very greatly. Mm. When that strap is being tightened, basically one hand is being pulled downwards mm-hmm. and the other hand is being pulled upwards. And that, okay. and that height generated in the tightening process mm-hmm. can secure advantages, uh, you know, for when they say go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the post, right? Is that the term? Well, the post is, is a pressure that you're going to put on a guy's fingers, but any way you cut it, having your hand pulled down mm-hmm. is, generally going to negatively affect any technique that you want to apply to somebody. Mm, okay. okay. Post, hook, press, whatever. I mm. want to, I mean, there, there are exceptions to this, but, you know, very generally, uh, the further past and the further out you can get on somebody's hand, mm-hmm. the more advantages you have. Okay. Yeah. So, so what we're trying to do is we're just – so there are double buckle systems out there. Uh, a, a couple guys have, have made a bunch of different versions, uh, which do neutralize the buckle advantage, okay. uh, which, is, which is really fantastic. But the thing is, is uh, administratively, it's, uh, they're just a little bit more costly to make, and they haven't been widely accepted by the arm wrestling community as mm-hmm. of yet mm-hmm. um, just because the original strap is – it's like a 99% solution. It's yeah. the way we now it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's a very small advantage, but people are still, you know, struggling, you know, that people want to be perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we do have a system now that's really fast and fair, and I'm going to be running with it here in Canada and I'll be pushing it at the events that I'm in charge of. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So, th- so, so this new strap, I mean, this is like your design, right? I mean, that you're, you're pushing out there. Like, uh, I mean, I, for the most part. I, I don't want to pretend like there's a, an original thought in my head, really, because I, <laughs> I steal everybody's ideas and just put them together. <laughs> nice. uh, we we had an issue of so there are there was already uh, a guy um, who made the double buckle idea. Okay, okay? Um, he's a great guy from Bulgaria. The name's escaping me right now, but mm-hmm. really, really smart guy from Bulgaria came up with this double buckle system. Mm-hmm. And what we had coming up is we were supposed to be live on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so WAL started to struggle with this because being a live show, we didn't want to have any dead airtime. And the strap, even by a good referee, mm-hmm. uh, you know, takes about 15, 20 seconds to throw on, even if you're fast with it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they didn't want that in a live show. They wanted that thing, you know, to be right on. Mm-hmm. So 
So they, they came up with this idea of a single loop strap, which, you know, I knew was going to be a disaster because I knew that you could come out of it very easily. So it would, you know, you wouldn't meet the first criteria of, of a strap, which mm -hmm. is, you know, did, did you, not to cut you off, but did, did you pull uh, Michael Todd with that design? Because I remember I saw a match where like you guys slipped out of it. Oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> what we did is so you can climb out of a strap. You can. It's very hard to do, mm -hmm. um, but you can climb out of a strap and it'll happen against guys who have good flop wrist tactics. Mm -hmm. Flop wrist or king's movers yep. kind of open themselves up so that uh, a guy who's really just trying to gain advantage yep. can he, he, you can get out of that strap. So what happened was. At that point, this is that was like uh, 2011, I think. Mm -hmm. So, um, at that point, we weren't even using the fairer strap wrap. So, at that point, we were still just wrapping the old way, which is really archaic now when you think about it. <laughs> but all they did was they they put on the one strap and then they put on a second strap. So we were double strap. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that match was crazy, man. That was a great match. That was a really great, great great match. match. I love to arm wrestle Michael Todd. He's, he's so intense. He's so intense. He's such an intense dude. He's so he's super crazy. fun to watch. He's crazy. And you know, like, uh, and it's <laughs> exciting because he's going for a world title as well. He's, uh, that's a great arm wrestler. If yeah. you want to see arm wrestling, watch Michael Todd. Oh, man. And his personality is great for the sport because it just it, – he's so, he's such a character. It seems that way, you know. He gets fired up, like, you know. Really so, fired so, up. Screaming at people and hitting the table. Yeah. <laughs> falls in love and cries and, you know, everything all, like, within the matter of, like, a couple seconds. Yep, yep. Him and uh, Travis Bajan is a character, too, from what I've oh, seen. He's he, a big-time trash talker. Love it, right? He's a smart, smart, charismatic guy. He can he can make a situation go his way. I don't know how he does it. Mm -hmm. I, I just you know, there's a lot you can learn from Travis Page. I saw this wild match between you and uh, Underwood. It <laughs> it was crazy. Like he kept like um, doing elbow fouls, and for the guys, right. for the people listening. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Devin, but it's you know it's like when your elbow comes off the pad, and yeah, <clears throat> you know he was um. He just kept committing like fouls, and it seemed like the matches are getting just dragged out, and and eventually you got him. But that was a yeah, that was a crazy match. That was I, I feel like I had the world stacked against me that night. So mm -hmm. I had to arm wrestle Richard Lupke's when he was like Monster. the number one contender. Then I had to arm wrestle Tim Bresnan. Oh my god! Yeah, right after that, another huge and dude. <laughs> And then I had Don Underwood, whereas Don had one match with Yoshi Kanai, blew Yoshi's bicep on the first hit. So oh. he had one match. And, and we're talking the normal format is six rounds. Mm -hmm. Okay. So and then he and then he arm wrestled Travis for like two rounds before Neil Pickup shut the match down because they were making such a, you know, they were just jawing each other. And they weren't even arm wrestling. Mm. And so I came into that match, you know, kind of really beat kinda up. Worn. I was. I was really worn. We were doing, uh, you know, they had eight of the best super heavyweights in the world at that time gathered in Las Vegas. And mm. that was the final match of that event. And, uh, yeah, I vowed after that never <clears throat> to do another format like that again in my life. Yeah. I yes. mean, when you're that fatigued, though, Devin, I mean, I could imagine that the risk of injury is higher, right? I mean, it's, it's too high. It's too high. I would tell every arm wrestler to avoid that format when you're competing at that level. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, when you're when you're at world level, you do one match, you do one match with one, like you do one series with one guy, you don't, mm -hmm. you don't do like, a whole bunch. You're you're gonna you're going to get injured, especially if you're the type of arm wrestler who's really really going for it and mm -hmm. maybe doesn't know how to not go for it. Yeah, because you're gonna put everything on the line and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get damaged. You're mm -hmm. gonna get damaged. Yeah, that that tournament like style. It's like, is it really the best arm wrestler winning, or is it more of like a chance thing? You know, it, I guess it depends how the matches went, the previous well, ones. If you're talking about tournament format, now that that was a little bit different than tournament format. That's what they call battleground format. Mm. Okay, battleground is a series of super matches. Okay, in, in kind of like a 
a single elim- elimination tournament format. Mm. Okay, that's, that's battleground. Okay. Um, now, tournament format, to find out who the best guy is, I mean, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of debate on, on what that looks like. Some people think that you need to be able to um, prove yourself in a tournament. Mm-hmm. But the problem with a tournament is if it's not seeded correctly, you have a very high chance of uh, you know one guy getting a much tougher road, etc. So there's just like there's a lot of excuses that can happen in a tournament. A, a lot. Mm-hmm. And while while I do say that. It is impressive to beat a lot of different people. Um, there, there used to be this claim that the tournament pullers are different than the best supermatch pullers. I just don't really think that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you see the same guys winning in both formats. Mm-hmm. And I think that there, just when it comes to excuses, there's no excuses when it's one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's him and I, and there's, there's, there's really very little that you can say you know, on why you didn't have success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I have a tournament, I've got I've got a whole bunch of reasons. I've got a whole bunch of things that I can complain about, yep. and it dimin- it diminishes a little bit sometimes the champion. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it can diminish him because there's all these problems. <laughs> yeah, because people start making excuses for like why some guy lost and this and that yeah. and. There's value in both. I think that kind of the feeding ground for kind of the elite level mm-hmm. can be tournament-based. You know, I think a large amount of arm wrestling can be tournament style. And I think that once you get up to a certain level, uh, you know, where you're ranked to some degree, I-, I think that it's probably in your best interest to start seeking out the guys in front of you in one-on-one format, if, if that's what your goal is. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of prizes that you can chase in in this world, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Devin, I mean, you've been very gracious with your time. Uh, I won't keep you on here too too much longer, but um, we touched on uh, injury. Um, to my knowledge, it's a relatively safe sport. I mean, what what's what are the odds of actually getting injured if you use proper technique? Well, um, I, I think that as far as sports go, it is very safe. Mm-hmm. You know, you do have the occasional muscle tear. Okay, so guys blow their shoulder or their pec or their bicep. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you, there's normally other factors involved with with these injuries. Like you have a pre-existing injury. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do see is you see a chronic um, sort of. Uh, I guess manifestation of, of something typically in the elbow or the shoulder over the course of a career. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But you know, when you compare it to most sports, I, I think it's very, very safe. Yeah. And unlike other sports, um, you got guys, you know, competing at the highest level, like, like Brzezink was like what 50 or something and, and still yeah. kicking ass. I don't know if well, he's retired now, but. Uh, the the guy that I always love to talk to is talk, sorry uh, talk about is Crazy George Zakowitz. Okay. okay, I don't know if you've heard that name before, but no. So when you think about the population of the the planet, yep. and and you think eighty kilos, like about one hundred seventy five pounds, <laughs> okay. there are there is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. So when you are the best in that weight category, yep. You're, you're really good. You're really good at what you do. Mm. And the best guy in the world is a 70-year-old garden gnome-looking dude from camp. Yeah, 70. Damn. 70 years That's old crazy. in a combat sport leading, leading the way. That's the definition of, uh, and I don't even mean, I don't mean disrespect for this, but like old man strength. That's ridiculous. It's, it's totally ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. You know, you get this 25, 22 year old Russian cyborg, you know, <laughs> raised in the sports institute, yep. you know, drilling all day long. Mm-hmm. And you got this fat dude with a big mustache showing up 70 years old. You Damn. wouldn't, you wouldn't know. And, and nobody, no body is beating this guy. That's crazy. I have to see some of his matches now. Yeah. That is crazy. Right. And it, to me, it's such motivation. Yeah. So now I know from his example that mm-hmm. I can do this sport as long as I want in my life. And mm-hmm. to me, that's that makes it really special. It makes it a really special sport. Yeah. So 
I was going to kind of get into that. So, um, you know, as far as like guys that want to get into the sport. So basically it's, I mean, is it ever too late to try to start? No, no, it's never too late. And I mean, look, it, it, and it's never too early either. So okay. you can get involved as a kid. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've had guys come in quite late um, and, and reach like elite, elite levels. Mm. Okay. Um, so no, it's, it's never too late. Just know that if you come into the sport late, you're going to have the, the first, the first couple of years are, are going to be really challenging to you. One of the okay. deterrents in arm wrestling <clears throat> is it's a unique type of pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not like you went to the gym pounded out like the most ridiculous leg workout that you've ever had and you know like oh i can't walk for a couple days you know what i'm talking about yep yep you know, it's not like that it's not like that it's like you have like now this is at the beginning when you have like that crazy arm wrestling workout where you're like in the hook nice and deep and you're getting opened up slowly but you're trying to not let it happen you do that for like you know a good solid arm wrestling session mm. And then, like, the next day or, or like, two or three days after, mm-hmm. you, like, throw a ball or you pick up something heavy or you move quick. Mm-hmm. And the pain is something, like, comparable to, like, you know, childbirth or something like that. Oh, my something, God. Something, what yeah, in the something, hell? Something that not even a, a woman could understand. You, you see, know? That's, that's crazy because – you know, I've lifted weights like my whole life pretty much. And like, I know tendonitis pain. Yeah. I know bone pain, like, you know, in your form, some curls, yeah. but something like that, that's crazy. It, and it, it's the, the tendons and connective structures, um, they're going to, they're going to adapt. And when they're adapting, they are going to let you know in a way they're going to talk to you really loud. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like I remember, I remember like back in like, geez, like 95 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this, I, at this point I was, I, I'd already been arm wrestling a long time, but I mean, not, not super crazy. Okay. Um, and I, I arm wrestled at the Canadian nationals mm. and then there was an after party. I arm wrestled all day at the after, all night at the after party. Mm-hmm. And then we rented a houseboat mm. and we arm wrestled the whole next day. And my mm. arms were like hamburger. I came back home and like three days later, I went to this fight club mm-hmm. on base and I started fighting and the pain hit me so hard and so suddenly I had to leave. Mm. I was vomiting. And Holy crap. On the ground. It was so bad. So Damn. Yeah. So it's a bit like, and these are the types of things. If you want to be an arm wrestler, these are the types of things you may have to work through at the beginning of your career. Yeah. So it is a deterrent for some people. Some people are like, I, oh, I'm not in for this. But for those who make it through that, mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to be gifted a type of strength that few people ever really get to understand. Mm. Damn. So, so that basically weeds out those who really want it and, and those that don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you got to be, be a little bit – you got to be a little bit special to become a, a pro arm wrestler. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, here goes a big question, Devin. So would you ever consider running your own league one day? I'm in the process of doing that as we speak. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Like there is no better representative for arm wrestling than you. That's awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be involved in arm wrestling until I die, whether it's competing, promoting, and uh, the, the more that – I get involved the more I want to promote and share this sport with other people. So I'm going to try and I've got a lot of ideas that I'm implementing right now that Mm -hmm. kind of shape the sport to a way that's fair. And I think is what everybody at in their roots really want to experience in this sport of arm wrestling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Damn. That's awesome, Devin. I wish you like, you know, all the best with that. You know, I hope, uh, everything works out for you. Um, so I just got a couple of more questions for you. Like I say, you've been awesome with your time. Really appreciate it. You're, You're like the best. Uh, so arm wrestling in the Olympics, what do you think about that? I think it's great. Yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. If we can, if we can make it to the Olympics, that's fantastic. I think 
that the, the our main obstacle is I'm not, I'm not involved in, in any of that kind of level of promotion, but when I hear rumors of the Olympic committee wanting to cut sports like wrestling, Oh, that's, you know, that's just right. You heard that criminal. That is criminal. Isn't it right? It's oh like, my what, God. what are you doing? You're going to cut the hundred meter dash. You're going to, you're going to cut weightlifting. <laughs> insane. Like, insane. Right. I mean, I feel like arm wrestling certainly has a place there just especially due to its accessibility for everybody you know uh you know it doesn't matter who you are you can arm wrestle mm-hmm. uh I, I think it's certainly an olympic type of sport for uh, sure i just i wonder if the olympics has room for us hmm. if, if they do I, I'm, it would be a success you know i think so because they have the weirdest quote sports in there you know like they could squeeze arm wrestling in arm wrestling I, is awesome Hey, you know, buddy, you know somebody from the Olympic Committee? Give him, give him my my number. I'll, 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 you know? I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So let's see. Um, all right, Devin. Here goes a, a random uh, last question for you. This is like random because it's going off topic. But what's the single best arm wrestling workout that you could recommend for somebody for competitors and people, or maybe people getting into it? If you can only do one, what would it be? Oh, just one workout. Um, well, I'd say whatever workout that you're doing right now, just do it harder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, that cracks me up because I follow you on social media yeah. and your posts kill me. They're so funny because they're so short and to the point. It'll yeah. be like, you know, whatever, 730 my place, bring the pain or yeah. like, or like, or like you know, come harder, you know, like same thing, only harder. Right? Yeah. Same it's, thing, only harder. Like hilarious cracks. It's, me up. it's all in the wrist, man. That's what you got to know. Arm wrestling is all in the wrist. Mm. Yeah. So Devin, um, anything, um, you know, you got cooking, do you want people to visit any sites or, you know, where can people, uh, fans reach you? Well, I think, if you just follow me on Facebook and Instagram, I'm going to do my best to kind of use that uh, as the platform to which I launch every, all my stuff in the future. So mm-hmm. e- everything that's significant, I will at some point announce through one of those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and your YouTube, uh, I follow your YouTube channel. You have great content up there. I mean, like from training to just funny stuff to thoughts about the sport. Um, so for the guys listening, <clears throat> you know, you listeners, check out uh, Devin Lawrence's YouTube channel and subscribe to that. It is pretty awesome. Hey, but, um, thanks so much for having me on. Oh, man, thank you, Devin. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a pleasure. Uh you're just so awesome and cool down to earth. And uh, I really enjoy talking to you again. So, but um, that's going to wrap up the episode. So uh, for you guys listening, uh, if you enjoyed the episode, uh, please subscribe uh, on iTunes, follow us on social media, uh, subscribe to Devin Larratt's YouTube channel, follow him on social media. And uh, I'm going to post those links on the episode and uh, that's it. We'll uh, catch you guys uh, with the next episode.